0: Welcome to the latest back of the nav. Fresh off a week where we left hat trick hero Phil Foden on the bench, we're here to try and breathe some fire back into the team. Yep, that was a dragon reference to Chinese New Year. Uh, To do this, as ever, I've got my co-manager Julian Maher, and this week we've got a special guest with us who managed a staggering 118 point haul this week. Our colleague, um, investment reporter at Portfolio Advisor, Christian Mays. Christian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Adam,
0: Julian, thanks for having me. Um, now, before we get onto things, this is where I'd normally hand over to Jules to ask for a word from our sponsor. However, this week we've got an exciting announcement of our own. Um, for those who follow the team's fortunes on LinkedIn, you may have just recently seen the exciting picture. Uh, me and Julian signing a deal, but I can officially confirm that from now to the end of the season, back of the, the Back of the Nav podcast will be brought to you in association with our new sponsor, Schroders. Um, in a quickly written statement to the press, myself and Julian I want to say that we're thrilled to have Schroders on board. Our beliefs are being contrarian. Uh, active and value-driven, really chime with many of the investment philosophies of the Schroder's team, and it's a partnership that we're very much looking forward through to the end of the season. Now, on to this week's show. Um, Let's start, as ever, by by looking back. Uh, And Game Week 23 was a particularly painful one, not just for back of the nav, but also for my own team, both of which left a solid 20 points on the bench thanks to Phil Foden's three-goal haul on Monday night. In our infinite wisdom, we opted for a front three and put the armband on Bournemouth Solanke, who even with double points added a solid four points to our meagre total of just 55 for the week. Um, uh, Quick rundown of performance. This compared with the average uh, return of just 57 uh, and led to a game week rank of 5.7 million in the world um a little lower down in the ranks than this week's guest, which we will get to soon so jules do you want to run over the uh the three changes that we made last week and how we did
2: versus the benchmark no not really (laughs) uh it's really depressing Really depressing. Um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of. I'm not not enjoying not enjoying my fantasy league at the moment. I have to. Say I'm going through one of those moments where you just sort of th- everything you feel you do is wrong. Which is nice to have that. Um, that that's that flip side of having Chris, where everything you turn you touch turns to gold, and you end up being an FPL ninja uh, or Jedi master, as uh, you know sometimes happens. But um, yeah, we 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 have not covered ourselves in glory the last couple of weeks. Um, we sort of had a solid game week 22, um, helped out by by uh, the, the, the Man City boys, De Bruyne, Afroda and Alvarez all that time, we played the trio. And um, although we did leave uh, in, a, in a sort of a whisper of things to come, we left 10 points of Hoyland on the bench and six points of Doherty or Doughty even from Luton. So we got uh, 61 a couple of weeks ago against the benchmark team of 60, beating them by one point. That was all right. Um, the benchmark team, as I remind you every week, is uh, the, the most uh, a team I put together of the most owned players. And we'll get on to where we stand at the moment with that uh, in a second. But then again, week 23, Martinez, we left on the bench uh, with his seven points. Uh, Foden, you we left on the bench with 20 points i'm um, the only clever thing we did was leave gabriel and his minus one on the bench so despite our new picks of richarlison um you know we, we went for the curse of the returning player uh tottenham against uh everton he went back up to Merseyside, got 15 points gross that we have been hanging into uh, with his fixtures got 11 points um a few uh and hoyland got 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 eight so that we we, we, we there were some good ones but actually it's so interesting. It's just a couple of missing bits, and the benchmark team just got our benchmark team. Let's go through that. What did they do? Benchmark most known goalkeeper still Ariola, solid three. Uh, Trippier uh, back to uh, a clean sheet. Oh, uh, well, not to clean shoot, Some some assists. So got nine points. Uh, the only decent uh, defender really out there, apart from Marino, who I put on my bench uh, from Aston Villa. Uh, Saliba, one point. Porro one point. Uh, Stupinan, one point. You get to spot the, spot the pattern there. But then into the midfield of this benchmark team, Saka, who's owned by 60% of all teams, nine points. Palmer, owned by two-fifths of all teams, eight points. De Bruyne, a new entry into the benchmark, now owned by uh, just over 30 uh, percent of all teams he got 5 points Foden well in the benchmark team on 26% ownership he picked up that 20 20 points and then up front uh, killer partnership up front Harland uh, he doubled up to get, to get 10 points as our captain because he's now owned by um, almost two-thirds of teams again and Watkins with 18 points that added up to the benchmark team getting 85 points which was just the 30 ahead of Botnav so as I say not our greatest showing I wonder or even if we don't learn anything Chris maybe just a little bit of stardust is going to rub off on us that's all I can hope for anyway
0: Stock markets don't run smoothly. We've experienced life as a you know a painful week. It's, it's like growth has outperformed this week, and our value style has has hurt us. Also, it's was interesting, wasn't it? It's a bad week to, for you know, actual everyone's defences all week round. You know, I know you looked at the benchmark there, but I, mean, I know we can talk to Christian later. But I think looking at his team, even his defence, it just shows you you know the power of his other picks. But defence was a pretty meagre week for everybody. Um, so let's go on to it let's go on to this week's guest and this week we are that multi-asset manager who invests in their own funds because the guest is our yeah I'm going to call him homegrown talent uh, which I think helps us from financial fair play rules or whatever they're called now uh, Christian joined the PA team back in September 2022. He holds the role of investment reporter. Uh, since joining, he's already won more silverware than Spurs. He won the AIC's Helen Pridham Award, uh, Rising Star Award in 2023 for so his sins. He is also an Arsenal supporter. But, but given, given his performance in FPL this season, it's something we're not going to hold against him. So try and get some tips uh, to help back and have NAV start climbing the ranks again. Or maybe there's just a the hope that bringing him bringing him in puts the mockers on him and his team collapses from here, uh, a bit like his beloved team at the end of the last season. Uh, you know, the enemy of my enemies, my friend and all of that. Um, so then let's, let's, let's kick off with a question that we are ask of all of our guests, a bit of a starter. And I know this is going to make myself and Julian feel particularly old. Um, but Christian, how long have you been playing FBL? And then you can get into a bit of gloating. How are you doing this season?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for choosing this week to have me on, probably the peak of my season. Um, yeah, I think I started on FPL, um, started the World Cup version, 2014 was my first one. For a few years, I'd sort of stick to the international tournaments, couldn't commit to a full Premier League season. So I think my first full season on um, FPL was 2019 to 20. So since then, I've had a couple of finishes around sort of 500,000, 300,000. Last season, by far my best, uh, 48,000 overall. Um, yes. And then, yeah, up until this game week, heading into this one, I was 92,000, somehow ended it, uh, 12,000 overall. So, yeah, it's going quite well this year, I think.
2: Oh, it, yeah, no, it is amazing. Um, it's it's an interesting correlation, though, Chris. I noticed that... Um, your, um, your your surge in performance has uh, has uh, co- has coincided with you joining Portfolio Advisor, which um, either means you're you're learning a lot of investment tips, or you're just spending your whole time um, playing a fancy league and not doing any work. So let's leave that one. We'll we'll work on that. And Actually, I had a couple of friends of mine. Uh, they were they were saying that um, the, the the temerity of um, one of the reporters beating the boss and showing up so badly, it might, might be quite good for the Botnav ratings if we uh, had a dismissal uh, live. On air and see if that would work. But um, uh, actually, I, I, I think that probably—I mean, HR issues aside—I'm not sure that that counts as a valid reason. Should do, but it, I'm not sure it does. Um, so I, I actually have to say that in in this 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 this, this year—and I do mean calendar year—the last, um, what would it be, 38 days have been quite uh, quite depressing for me for fancy fancy league. So I have taken a huge amount of um, vicarious pleasure from um, someone I know doing so well. Um, and I've become very boring in the office. They say I've become, I continue to be very boring in the office, reminiscing of the time where I actually made it up into the, the 2000s a um, couple of years ago fancy Fantasy League and thinking, gosh, you know, how long, you know, how long can I do this? And everything I seemed for a few weeks, everything I touched, as I said, I was, I was the FPL ninja, FPL Jedi. Um, and then I started second guessing myself. So we're going to try and uh, put the mockers, as you say, on Chris by introducing an element of self doubt into him, uh, a bit into his mind a bit further on. But let, let, let's celebrate for the time being. Um, you had a you had a halfway decent week. It wasn't perfect. You, you really messed up by um, by not captaining Foden um, and only captaining who did you captain again? It was. Um I'm trying to that was Watkins yeah you walk in, so you missed out on four points there so I, I, guess, you, I guess you must feel pretty stupid um, for, for missing out on that bit but you still had what was it a game week rank of 2,456 118 points overall rank of 11,472 um, out of uh, more than 10 million um, what's been the secret of your success this season apart from doing your work on Portfolio Advisor and have you done anything differently recently
1: yeah so I don't know if this is sort of seeped into my subconscious since reporting on investing but well. so I've definitely been much more disciplined than in my early years um I think I used to take a lot of minus for sort of chasing those informed players rather than sort of taking stock of my team and you know having a long-term plan I think that's always important so um so yeah I think that, that's sort of been the main kind of uh that's been the main difference, uh, certainly last season and this season. I mean, don't think anyone really plans to have sort of three, three hat-tricks or two hat-tricks and one hat-trick of assist. Um, but I didn't bring Kunja in this week, for instance. I brought him in sort of game week 10 as a cheap option. Very luckily, handsomely rewarded for it. Um, but yeah, I think having just a long-term plan, looking at fixtures rather than
2: being reactionaries definitely helped. Oh yeah, long-term investor, long-term planning. I like that. The, the, the lack of, you know, the lack of taking hits. You know, being careful about charges. I think we can definitely push that. The absolute antithesis, obviously, of Botnav, where we're forcing ourselves to uh, take a minus four every other week to sort of mirror charges as well, whether we like it or not. I'm, I'm assuming the other secret of your success is, is 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 listening to Botnav and then obviously doing the complete opposite of whatever we we suggest. Um, <laughs> You'd be right about investments, though, for a year and a half um, and doing it very well. So the AIC giving you the Helen Pridham Award. We're all quite pleased with that. Although, yes, we are I'm not sure we, which one we're happy with. Is it—is it you're doing so well in a fantasy league with Helen Pridham? No, Helen Pruden. The Helen Pruden Award is definitely a, a crowning achievement so far. Hopefully, uh, more to come. Yes. But looking at the investment industry, you know, you, you you've been in it um, eighteen months or so now, and then playing along the game. Do you see any parallels between FPL and investing? We always ask this question, but what what what's the sort of relative newcomers take on it? Um,
1: yeah, I think there's a few basic parallels. I think if you if you speak to most asset allocators, I think. You know, long-term plan discipline would come up pretty pretty frequently um yeah i think also having interviewed a lot of fund managers now um i think a key takeaway could be that every time you pick a player there has to be a reason for why it's there in your team similar to a stock in a portfolio i guess um so, yeah, I think that also helps with decision making. If you look at your team, kind of decide, well, think back to the reasons why they're in your team in the first place, look to the future. Are they still serving their purpose in the team? Um, I think that's the main main one, really.
2: No, that's,
1: I guess I am much more, much less qualified, probably, hopefully your least qualified guest so far.
2: Well, well, just possibly, if only for a number of letters after your name, on an investment point of view. But in terms of any guests we've had on, you're about five hundred thousand ranks more qualified than any other guests we've had on recently. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it is interesting. This sort of the the, the, the discipline aspect. It, it's funny. I was sort of talking. Um, you know, you say everyone should have a, a reason for getting in the team, and I imagine, of course, the one reason you shouldn't be having the team is that they did well last week. And I was talking to Adam last week about um, selecting players. And actually, the first one I suggested, I thought it was time to um, to pick a, uh, uh, you know, to to change, to, to shake up the uh, the defence and suggested Cunha. And Ad's first reaction was, well, that's Chris's player. And that's an interesting <laughs> one, because really, if we'd learned anything, we should just ignore it. And I'm really not being rude to Adam any more than usual. But it, it's sort of like, well... Yeah, it was your player, and I and I've got this thinking with a, with, with a couple of the other sort of leagues I, I sort of play, and you think, oh, that so and so player, I can't go that, and that's insane. You know what is this logic? You know that we're trying to be logical about things, we're trying to take emotion out of it, and now we're looking at some bloke up playing up front for Wolves as being Chris's player, and we therefore missed out on a hat trick because instead we did the classic, oh yeah, the B- Tony, that's a Botnav move. Let's get him in. Um, you you wouldn't it, have a you wouldn't have a you wouldn't have a fund
0: manager sort of say, oh. You know, uh, Microsoft. That's in such an such fund. I can't do <laughs> yes.
2: that. Yeah, Tesla. That's a Bailey Gifford <laughs> stock. Let's let's not touch that one. Yeah, I know. It's it's so that that was one of the lunacies of last week. I think. I mean, it it, it has been strange. And I and I don't know. And I, we were just talking about this. I know before we, we 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 came on. And I I feel you guys were laughing at me. But I I, I just feel there might be a. I was looking for some degree of solace. For myself as much as you know as, as i you know this is the, the bottom of as therapy that we all know and love but i i was i was saying that in my own team you know i got 60 on points it was fine but three decisions away just three decisions away for from being a 90-point game uh you know why did i play Bowen instead of McGinn again against Sheffield United. I know I did it because Bowen's been good away from you know, home, and he's playing United, who who aren't terrifically uh, good at the back. Uh, whereas um, you know McGinn against Sheffield United, uh, you know they 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 did terribly against Sheffield United at home. So I thought, well, they'll be even worse against them. Uh, so I, I you know I thought it through, but that um, that put me uh, six points down on that deal. Um, I then dropped out at the last minute. I dropped out um, Marino for the same reason for against Sheffield United and stuck it out. Alexander Arnold that was a uh, switch of round about 14 points and then at the last minute of course which is again what I shouldn't be doing I decided well you know it get that that screwed up again on the Aston Villa Sheffield United and thought well yeah I'll just keep Watkins but I won't captain him and that was an 18 point shift so in three decisions just in one game not very clever I admit but I was 30 points variance it is a I'm not yes that may just make me an incredibly bad manager but I'm only through that was only three three points uh, three decisions away from um you you know, a ninety-point week. Um, let, what do we, what do we do there? Is it just stop second-guessing myself? Any thoughts, Chris? Where's oh. the therapy?
1: Um, potentially. I mean, I probably wouldn't have brought Konya in this week, um, so I mm. think you probably. Well, it feels wrong now that he scored a hat trick, but um, you know, like I said, I brought him in sort of week twelve, week thirteen, um, purely because he seems to return more often than not maybe an assist every now and then is cheap option um obviously this week is a complete fluke with him scoring a hat trick against Chelsea um so yeah i i think with fpl there's obviously there's that fear of missing out you see see your rank go down yeah. see someone like someone like Cunier or um if you don't have foden or if you benched him this week as uh, you guys did you know um there is there is that tendency to then you've made kind of the mistake and then you make another mistake by trying to correct it and taking a hit or whatever to get them in the next week. So um so yeah, I think it's kind of that process of constantly re-evaluating where you're where you're at and not not trying to over overcorrect in a sense.
0: I think yeah. I think also, because I'm a little bit like you sort of sort of Jules, you know, we 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 both got similar points in our individual teams this week. You know, I had Foden on the bench, I was five, or you know, I had Lanty, sort of, and Estep, didn't start, I had an assist from Lanty, and then Estu came on for a couple of minutes, and that's all gone. So I've got sort of 25 sitting on this bench, but it's like, it's like invested, hindsight's a wonderful thing to have, but you know, we're not, we're not Marty McFly, we're not jumping a DeLorean to get our Almanac, there's no, there's no way... Apart from, obviously, Christian, who's got the minus touch at the moment. There's no way that we could have known that, you know, Foden, who's never scored a hat-trick in his career, was going to come on and score because there's, you know, there was a pep roulette. There's Haaland coming back into the team. Yes, there was that fear of missing out. You know, I got lucky by that cheap, cheap assist that he got to even get anything from him. And I think, you know... Solanke, there was so much noise around Solanke this week. You just went onto the FPL site, you just gone to FPL Scout last week. You know, I think behind Harland, him and Watkins were the most favoured captain picks of this week, you know. And then he blanks. You know, I made a mistake on him last week by sort of taking a hit on him. Uh, I think a lot of teams have been so desperate to get Harland back that it's maybe been to the detriment of that their teams elsewhere in sort of some ways. But I do think it comes back to that fact that hindsight is it's it's a wonderful thing to have.
2: Um, yes, I think I think you're right. It just you can just sort of to step in there. There is that bit where it was so it was. I think this week more than more than most, you kind of looked at who was on the bench and you thought. But that was such a silly thing to do. I, I, I take the hindsight as twenty twenty, but equally, it, it felt what what felt like quite good decisions on Friday felt so illogical compared to what were the obvious decisions in inverted commas um come come Sunday or Monday but then hence that's why my own team's glamour on a Sunday, I know I, I well I I could uh, we I could say lie, lie back on the psychiatrist sofa for a while longer but I will tell you what we we'll do and you're going to look forward in a second but um, what yeah. I thought I would do um my my biggest regret from being up in two thousandth place although a couple of years ago was never taking a screenshot so I thought what I'll we'll do this time of for Chris let's mortalize. The present by just reading out this team sheet and making us all feel you know better and reflected glory, and then then we can look look forward. But just just for the present, you know, he had Martinez seven points rather than Turner on zero. Um, The back three a classic one point between them again the massive trend for most of us this week just the, the, the defences being useless Pedro Porro on one Bottman on zero Gusto on zero but then we start to really step up uh, Saka on nine Palmer on eight Richarlison 15 Foden with that 20 Punha with 17 Harland vice-captain on five and Watkins captain um, therefore taking his 18 up to 36 so uh, just uh, just an extraordinary leaving you know and even just the cherry on the top leaving gabriel on the bench with his minus one uh, along with just the five points of, of Luis diaz i mean you, chris you you just couldn't have done as i say it, apart from captain foden and of course you must feel really stupid about that you just couldn't have done any better so there we are immortalized in the in the bottom of the podcast uh, uh your your wonderful game week 23 hang it in the louvre as i keep saying yes <laughs> Um, yeah, before we do look forward, though,
0: one thing, you know, we, you know, we have sort of said that, you know, you are an Arsenal fan. And one thing we do like to ask our guests is to try and get maybe a little bit of inside knowledge. Um, know, yeah, but now we've had a, quite a lot of Arsenal representation in the team over the sort of past. We did lose Odegaard this week. Um, um, Basically, you know, he's one of those ones where sort of by just, just, sort of had enough of meager returns for him and brought someone else in. Um, but which which I know you've obviously got Saka and Gabrielle in, in your team at the moment. How do you feel about putting rival players in your team? Because you obviously can see that you're sort of poro in your sort of team. And which Arsenal players do you reckon could be flying under the radar as like we, we get to the business end of the season?
1: Yeah, well, I think having rival players is just an unfortunate part of the game. Um, I think, yeah, you know, if you look at last season, you wouldn't have done very well if you didn't have Harry Kane, unfortunately. Um, and then into this season, Spurs are a good attacking team, unfortunately. Um, so you just have to have the assets, hope they score and hope they drop points, um, as they did at Everton this weekend, Richarlison yeah. with both goals. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, on to Arsenal. So, obviously, I own Saka and Gabriel, as most teams do. Um, outside of that, there's a few few picks maybe under the radar uh, you might want to consider. Uh, so, David Royer in goal. He's sort of quietly looking comfortable the last few weeks now after, you know, a shaky start. Um, looks to have really cemented himself as number one. So, you know, Arsenal's defence up there with the best in the league. So, he could be a shout for a clean sheet um then I'm not sure there's any other defensive picks other than Gabriel really I mean the fullbacks yeah. don't tend to contribute too much attacking wise like you know Trent at Liverpool or Poro for instance um I think the main one would probably be Mart- Martinelli to be honest um yeah. he's you know on fire last season pretty slow start first half of this season um Last few weeks has looked really on it again. So, I'm not sure of his current ownership, but he could definitely be a good shout.
2: Then, it's marginally just to interrupt marginally lower ownership than before because uh, we've held him pretty much the entire season oh, up to yeah. the last three weeks. So, with again our impeccable judgment, uh, with our wild card <laughs> at the um, the end of last season, we, at the end of last year, we we dropped Martinelli, and he hasn't stopped scoring since. So, uh, yes, yeah, so it's one of those things. Not taking it personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the only other uh situation I'd sort of mention is if Gabriel Jesus, if his injuries keep up, um, you know, he missed a big chunk of last season, big chunk of this season so far. He was unavailable at the weekend and you know, could well go another period on the sidelines. So if he is out then Either Trossard or Ketty will be getting yeah. substantial minutes, both pretty cheap on the game. Yeah. Um, either that or maybe not one you want to bank on at the moment with his finishing, but Havertz will be moved up, up top yes. as he was at the weekend. So
0: yeah.
1: ones you might want to keep an eye on.
2: I mean, Trossard is is the really interesting one there. I mean, he just he does chip in there. I mean, he's had a, a number of. I'm just just looking back. It, it, it's one of those those situations where he got he got an eight pointer against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. Eight points against Crystal Palace. But there's only so ones and twos, and there I guess there are some midfield options. You got 13 against Burnley. And, you know, he scored. Scored seven goals this season, which, you know, you'd normally be happy to have in your team. But the, the trouble is, if you are looking at sort of one, 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 twelve, it's just it's it's and there's so much more talent to choose from. It's interesting.
0: I'm just looking at the numbers on sort of Trossard at sort of the moment. You know, he's got a TSP of 1.7%. Yeah. Havertz, Havertz is 1.6%. And then the other one, you know, the enigma that is Gabriel Jesus as well in terms of just... You know what? Yeah, you know, when when he's on it, looks unplayable sometimes. Mm. But you know, there's so he's never quite sure if he's going to play with the injuries and sort of stuff like that. And then it's just that uh, perennial Arsenal striking problem, isn't it? <laughs> you just don't See. the goals are circulated around the team, and it's just like you're never quite sure which one you're going to get. You know, who knew that Gabriel was going to get the two goals the other week and things like that? It's they do share them around quite a bit, which makes. Picking them. I mean, we're the team who, at the it seems when Arsenal score five, we we, we don't have any of the players involved.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I'm just wanting to add. Do you think we is it is it bad manners to ask Chris? You know, who else he's thinking at? Is this basically if we just got on? I got him on the t- on the podcast as a sort of completely shallow excuse to try and pump him for what he's planning to do going forward, and then try and nick well, his ideas. Is that essentially key- what we're doing here?
0: Yeah, and I suppose the question to ask is something that we've been looking at in the pod as well, just in terms of looking forward, you know, outlooks and sort of stuff like that. You know, you know, are you sort of already thinking of like the double game weeks in your head as well, in terms of like setting them up so you don't have to use wildcards and chips because you've got double game week coming up, you've got a blank coming up with Spurs as well.
1: Yeah, well, it's a pretty tricky period over the next few weeks. There's the blank game week twenty nine as well for the FA Cup fixtures, so. um yeah, I think I'm looking at getting... So I've got Foden and Haaland currently, probably looking at a third City player. Still undecided on who that will be. I, My only Liverpool asset's Luis Diaz at the moment. Um, probably look to get someone else in, although they, I think they blanked 26 after a double on 25, so maybe maybe not. Um, so yeah, I think maybe... Maybe Alvarez although it's difficult with City, like you said, mm-hmm. Pep Roulette. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely one still in the works.
2: You've, you've yeah, all shown yes, just think, go on. No, no, I was going to say it is it is such a tricky one, and I I sort of uh, last season with all the with all the blanks and the doubles, you actually could almost go into. Um, into sort of autopilot mode because you'd you'd almost be driven by that rather than by 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 sort of picking the players you want. Um, in some ways, I found it quite sort of interesting, but it, it, I know a lot of people really reacted badly against it. But I, you, know, you look at those, we, we've got we've got a quiet game week, which I uh, for twenty four, which I have to say the Botnav lineup looks atrocious. I can't, you know, it's it's a really, you know, we we you know we really haven't hit our marks for the twenty for twenty four. But then game week twenty five, we do have those uh, two double games, and so in interesting you you've, you you've got city at home against chelsea and brentford so you, you know i think we're all thinking about three city assets there um and then liverpool away to brentford at home to luton uh, again that so you'd, you'd be looking at and getting i'm not sure luton home to man united and away to liverpool or brentford um uh, home to liverpool away to city although you know I the that's what, one of the reasons we did bring Tony in was we would have a doubler there as well but then the, the what, as soon as you've done that, that suddenly Liverpool are blank on the 26 on the game 26 as Chris says uh, as do Luton as do Tottenham as do Chelsea so absolutely you know really quite a tricky you just can't overload and, and maybe it is just best to accept that it's it's it's, it's one or two people are from Liverpool and only two or three from, from 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 City and then 27 28 normality and then 29 is looking there's only two games Games, um confirmed so far and there could be as many um I think as seven that don't go ahead uh the only other possible game will be sorted out um as we were talking on Wednesday will, will be sorted out on Wednesday night so whoever loses it I think out of um is it uh is it Chelsea of is it Chelsea Villa tonight I think um whoever loses there will have a game on the 29th and that will mean a few a few extra players from uh it'll either be uh, West Ham and Arsenal so there is a bit there but that 29 at the moment is really shaping up for a the free hit, unless something extraordinary happens, and um, that's a shame because literally the high point of my season was hanging on to my fr- free hit until the last day of the season, and then just going uh, going gratifyingly crazy towards the end of it. But yes, there's a lot to think about, isn't it? The last, the last, uh, the next, the next four four game weeks can really change things around, and obviously we, we wouldn't want Chris to be uh, dropping down and down at the, the table as a you know as a, as a result of all these awkwardnesses coming up.
0: Well, the good <laughs> news for Christian is that he's got all of his chips still in play. <laughs> Yeah, sort of looking at it so have you have you already started thinking um, when you might use them do you like to use them at the end of the season or do you think you know you're going to use them to navigate a couple of these like tricky ones coming up or do you want to try and build up to those so you don't have to take them now
1: yeah I mean just looking at Mm -hmm. my team I think I'm pretty well set for the next couple of game weeks so might might potentially look to bench boost 25 um if I get another city player in, maybe another Liverpool, um, and then hopefully find a way to leave the Liverpool players on the bench when they're blank in mm. 26. Um yeah. I think, yeah, I think 29's looking like a prime free hit candidate. I think you know, so many games are off. You struggle to get struggle to get out of out. So um probably use my a free hit then then I mean triple captains always anyone's game. Oh,
0: I know, yeah.
2: Well, what do we think about it? I mean that the, the triple count I mean I think there'll be a lot of chat about that with um uh, Haaland. It, it was I only watched the first half of the game, uh, the Bournemouth game on Monday night. And um, you know, he looked you know he had some chances, but it's not quite. And it'll take time to get back. And I wonder whether you know twenty five is enough time for him to get back in the swing of especially with Foden scoring hat tricks. But yeah, uh, it's, it's questionable whether Mo will be back in in consideration by um, by by game twenty five, and you know to play a, a, a double game week there. But I, yeah, it is the. You know, just that that Harlan possibility, City, Chelsea at home, Brentford at home. You're thinking that's uh, that that might be the might be the one, but I, I, I yes, I'm not sure beyond that. Unless I'm, I suppose there's a De Bruyne possibility as well. But you're right, it is it is anyone's game. But I think it feels more. Last season felt quite, you know, quite obvious when to play it. Again, I thought, I, um, mm. well, Rashford, was. I think I did it was it was Rashford, oddly enough, and I think he did remarkably well that double game week, whenever it was. So that that worked out quite nicely. But uh, it's just, this time around, it's it's going to be fraught. It's going to it's going to set, set, separate the men from the boys, the sheep from the goats, or whatever, pigs from the ducks, whatever it may be. Uh, the Chris's from the Ads and Julians. <laughs> um, if if we do, I don't want to spend too much time. You sort of mentioned some of
0: like the uh, the woes that we've got. Just sort of looking immediately forward into into week twenty four. Um, I suppose one consideration is that you know South Korea did get knocked out last night, so Sonny's return to Spurs is 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 brought forward. Um, just judging by how quickly. Uh, Papsar came back into the team after the, um, after his return from the African Nations. I'm not sure how long it will take Son to get back into that team, but um, I doubt it will be for Brighton. But he could be back sooner than we than we anticipated. So he's one to consider. But yeah, you know, it'll, uh, who knows what we do this week? We've got a flag. The only flag we've got on at Gordon at the moment. You know, I know that we're going to bring Foden back into the team, and he'll be, be he'll be benched now. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, I think
2: you found quite a good uh, motto for our team. Who knows what we're going to do this week? Botnav. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to do this week? That, knows, that's well. it. Ray. That's our strapline, isn't it? At the moment, you know. I think we are just going to have to pull ourselves together, have a long, hard chat uh talk to ourselves in the mirror and just you know put us all together because this is too much whinging now i think we're just, just this things will get better things are going to get better
0: it's almost like we've got a really good research uh analyst within the with, within the team that we're not utilizing maybe maybe we yeah. need to bring him into the selection meetings on a friday night <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, yes, yes, I, I, I know. Well, that, let's let's see how we go. Maybe, maybe, maybe if he, we'll we'll see where Chris is at the end of the next end of the season, and then maybe, I'll, maybe promote him into the into the bottom half, uh, slump to come slumming with the bottom half team next season.
0: Exactly, exactly. Guys, I think that that's been really, really good. Really, uh, both cathartic and hopefully, with you know, me and Julian can take something away from this and uh, and, and improve our fortunes. But Christian, thanks for coming on today. It's been absolutely brilliant
2: yeah chris well done that's that i I, I do mean it do keep going keep it up
0: yeah, yeah, Thanks, I can goodness. see. You, you can't, you can't see on the screen, but Julian is like a proud father right now. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he, he, he's glowing. Yeah. He's he's both. He, he's like the man with two faces at one stage. One's one one one, one side is glowing. The other is just disappointment in he's in our own fortunes at the moment. Uh, but yeah, as I sort of mentioned at the start, sort of uh, you know, sort of uh, stay tuned. You know, with m- more on LinkedIn with the uh, with the, the with the new sponsorship with Schroders, and just thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye.
2: Yeah, good luck this weekend.